Well, let's go. It is a Thursday edition of the Plank Show, and we're on the road, as we are every Thursday at Cavens Construction, right here in the heart of Norman, CavensConstruction.com. Also, expanding the footprint with their move into Tulsa as well for all your maintenance, commercial maintenance, environmental, roofing, waterproofing, water extraction, 24-7, home and business emergencies, you name it, they've got you covered. Cavens Construction, 405-573-3048 in the 918-282-7612 or online at cavensconstruction.com. I want to get to the breaking news of the morning here in a second. I was right about the first team that would hire a coach. I was wrong about which coach it actually was, as the Broncos this morning have hired Nathaniel Hackett, according to reports. And now the conversation becomes whether or not Aaron Rodgers could force his way to Denver. I want to make this very clear before we we go all in on this. I think it would be a heck of a fit. I really do. And apparently Hackett and Aaron have a great relationship. But I, I would also add Aaron Rodgers is not a free agent. He's still under contract for another year. And Green Bay is not just going to give him away, regardless of how it's being made to sound on Twitter.com or on ESPN right now. That's just not the reality of the moment. Listen, there's a lot of things that I'll screw up, and there's a lot of takes that are going to be maybe off base or too scorching hot. But that's one that's backed by fact. You still have to give up something to go get Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think Green Bay is going to do Denver any favorites if indeed that uh, that's the case. Again, long way to go in this process. Nothing is official as of yet from Denver, but the reports are percolating throughout the social media echo chamber. So we'll dive into that coming up here in just a bit. In the meantime, good morning, Josh Helmer. How are you after a couple of big wins for OU basketball last night? It was a great night for Sooner basketball. Women and the men, both uh, big dubs last night. Something about Morgantown. Seems like uh, Oklahoma, and really just West Virginia, seems like Oklahoma historically has played well against those guys ever since they joined the Big 12. Yeah. Women's team hasn't lost there, and I want to say four seasons. Maybe it's four straight, five straight after this week that they've won there. The men's team has uh, played well there, too. So it's it's um it's been a surprisingly good matchup for Oklahoma. And we were the royal we, as, as OU basketball fans, Sooners were in must-win territory last night. Now, again, at the core of it, Josh, it's not must win because in the schedule that's left, everything is either a quad one or a quad two game, <laughs> right? I mean, you're in, you're in really good shape as far as the schedule that's left, thanks to the power of the Big 12, right? And Saturday's not going to be easy against Auburn, but, and maybe I've got to dig a little bit more into this. You know, Oklahoma's not coming back to Norman. I think if you listen to this station with any regularity, you were able to tell that T-Row is still in Morgantown. 
this morning. And they're getting ready to fly down to Auburn, Alabama. And I don't fly. I've, I've flown with women's basketball when they played Auburn a couple years ago. I don't know if you come directly out of Auburn or if you fly into Atlanta. I can't remember. But re- regardless, I've noticed historically that when teams do that, NFL teams have done it a lot, right, when they uh, – the, the Niners might play the Giants one week and then suddenly have a game against Tampa, and they'll just stay on the East Coast. Raiders did it a couple of years ago where they played, I want to say the Jets, and then played the Bucks and just stayed uh, stayed down. I think they actually stayed in Florida. But, again, my at least sense is that when you make that decision to stay, it can become kind of a bonding moment. Because you're away from campus, you're away from distractions, it's a hard time anyway because the second semester is just getting started, you're kind of feeling your way around a bit, it's no longer just basketball, it's basketball in school. So sometimes when you make decisions like this, and I don't know if it's what went into the decision-making process for, for Porter Moser and his staff to do this, but it can usually end up working out pretty well. We'll see. Uh, women on the other side were, were tied for were tied for the top spot in the Big 12 heading into last night. They remain that way with a dominating performance over Oklahoma State. So kudos to Jenny Bronchek's crew. We'll have much more, much more on that coming up in our next segment, the, the performance last night. So Nathaniel Hackett hired at Green Bay, or hired from Green Bay to Denver, according to reports this morning. Uh, I'm watching Get Up in here, and they've already spliced together the videos with Josh Aaron Rodgers dropping back to pass, and instead of showing the end of his completion to, say, Devontae Adams or Alan Lazard or a Green Bay receiver, they show him completing a pass to a Denver receiver, which I'm just like, <laughs> calm down, everyone. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk more about that. we got more basketball. But wh- help me figure something out because, you know me, I'm a little bit of an older man now. After the game was over, I'm kind of fighting to keep the eyes open. Uh, went back and, and rewatched an old Unsolved Mysteries, of course, to make sure that I didn't sleep well. Um, but yet my my Twitter timeline is, like, demanding that I stay awake because of some recruiting rumor or buzz. Now, is this just – is this the problem with Twitter spaces – in that it's even worse than, than sports radio, where you can throw some S off the wall and see if it sticks, and if it doesn't happen, you're like, all right, guys, see you back here tomorrow night. What was, what were the rumors last night? What the heck was going on? I didn't dive too deep okay. into this, though just surface level, you, you see the words flight tracker sort of circulating about, oh, uh. big, big night for OU. I, I, I think there was a thought process that maybe – Jackson Dart was en route somewhere. Again, that's really oh. just kind of a guess. Can I tell you two things that I've stopped doing? And we talk about it because I think it's a relevant topic. I think it's fun to debate and discuss. But at the core of it, and, and this is, y'all can do whatever you want. Okay, I'm, I've am i I've long accepted that A, um, you're not going to take my advice on anything. It's just, I say, hey, guys, it's okay to tap out on things. No, they have to know how angry I am, right? You know, it's just, it's it's reality. 
I guys, listen, it's okay to not sit there and, and tweet Tebow or Muleshoe on everything that you No! He left us! He disrespected us! They need to know! Right? It's like they, there's just not going to be that connection with some people. That's fine. Do what you want. But th- this would be my advice on something like that. Stop, stop. Just let them do it when they want to do them. Trying to figure out and, and it's been a hard thing for us because Josh and I talk to a lot of people and try to bring you the news that we know. I'll, I share just about everything I ever hear. I share it with you. And I, I've i never been more confused by two guys, Caleb Williams and Jackson Dart, Josh, and exactly who being a place matters to them, what their overall intention is, what their goal is, what's taking so long. I've reached this point to where I've just kind of waited for that moment whenever, I don't know, a Parker Thune or a Joey Helmer or a Brandon Drum or a Kerry Murdoch or uh, Eddie or Josh or somebody or a, a Bruce Feldman throw something into my Twitter timeline that says Caleb Williams has decided to go here and Jackson Dart has decided to go here. Uh, I've realized that waiting on this ends up being a very fruitless and now as we sit here at 9.13 on, oh, my phone is blowing up. What's going on? Uh, At 9.13 on the 27th day of January, it's become a very – pointless exercise to constantly try to live and die by every single move of Jackson Dart and Caleb Williams because I just I don't know I have no idea what's going on and every time I think I do and every time I feel like I have someone who's giving me or at least is sharing pertinent and relevant information I feel like the exact opposite is is what then ends up taking place or being reported so if if that was the case, you know, I was I was laughing. We had Josh McQuiston on yesterday, and they had delayed the taping of their podcast last week because last week we did this same thing, right? What's what's the what's the old saying? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same result. Well, it's almost like you reach this point where you gotta you gotta move on at some point, right? And you just got to say it's over. And if it, if it, or it's over with me caring about it, I guess I should say, living every minute. And if it happens to where it either makes a decision and the other domino then falls, great. Hopefully one of them ends up at OU. If it doesn't, I get the sense, Josh, more and more people are just ready to say, I'm done with this drama. We got to do it in Dylan Gabriel, who the moment that he was given that opportunity to be here came here. Let's go. It seems as if everything but football right now matters to these two guys in their pursuit of their next endeavor. Yeah, it definitely has taken a long time with Caleb Williams. You, you do wonder with Jackson Dart, does Caleb Williams' decision factor into exactly his decision-making timeline? So I won't be quite as critical with Jackson Dart. But, uh, yeah, you've got somebody here in Dylan Gabriel that is – a really, really established college quarterback that has a wealth of starts under his belt, has thrown for 
plus yards, 70 touchdowns. OU's okay. OU's okay. And yes, the fan base is at the point where if you wind up with Jackson Dart, great. We'll have ourselves a good old fashioned quarterback competition. If not, guess what? Uh, they've got Dylan Gabriel, who, again, established, experienced starter. He's going to be really good at Oklahoma. And then beyond that, you've signed Nick Evers, and you've got Jackson Arnold committed in 2023. And we'll see. I mean, maybe they're not done getting a quarterback in the 2023 class. Can I tell you why I'm not necessarily as forgiving of Jackson Dart? Which, again, don't know the kid. I, I, I want him to come to Oklahoma. I want him to come to where – I want him to go wherever's going to make him happy. And, and maybe this is the this is definitely Josh and I'm going to say it so you guys don't have to call me on it. This is the old man get off my lawn take. Right? Here's here's what is frustrating about Jackson Dart. Because he does all the social media things. Uh he'll post a picture of him in the old miss Uniforms like, what do you think, Ole Miss? He'll pose the picture of him and OU. Where's my Sooner love? His brother will then post something with him and BYU, and he does. I mean, it's almost as if they're. It, I, I mean, I would probably do it if I was recruited too, and it would take an old man on a radio show to be like, dude, make your freaking mind up. What more do you need to know about these two places except maybe where Caleb Williams is going to end up? And what's funny to me then about that is all I heard is how frustrated they were with Lincoln Riley and the way that the Caleb Williams pursuit was handled, and now you're telling me that suddenly USC is back in play? If Caleb Williams doesn't go there, Josh, none of it makes any sense. It makes sense, but none of it is is connecting to me as to why this is dragging out the way it is. If he ends up at USC, can we just say that Officially, that's part of the Lincoln-Riley handbook. Toss out a, out there that you're upset with me, and then here in two weeks, right. you can Blame come me. back to USC. <laughs> Blame me. Anyway. All right, so I was I thought that's what it had to do with last night, and everyone's always wanting to say, well, I can't really say Just say it. Just say what you're doing, what you're looking I, I – when we try to speak in code on this show, I don't think we're very good at it, and we end up spitting out what we're talking about. I was like, well, something's going on tonight. Can't really tell you what it is. Well, when nothing happens, are you going to do the same shtick tomorrow night too? Well, I'm hearing things tonight. I mean, listen, I I was the first one to get caught up in this in the coaching search, right? And I got burned by a, a radio network that kind of took part of what I said but didn't give you the whole shebang of what i laid out and i i owned it like listen i didn't necessarily say it but we're all kind of thinking it so that's what i went with boy everyone else like oh tonight man tonight big and when nothing happens it's like all right we're just gonna do the same thing again tomorrow night do yourself all a favor and just stop just chill out it's okay we're here for three hours and you want to know how many more times we're probably going to bring up Caleb williams and jackson dart today i don't think we're going to I think that's it. Unless you guys still feel the need to dive into it at 3299000. Law offices of Rod Polson, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-3299000. My thought more than anything else, Josh, is let's go. I mean, workouts are taking place. Teams are preparing now for 22. Spring football is right around the corner. I mean, we're signing days next Wednesday. 
and it appears as if it's going to be a pretty important signing day for a, a lot of teams that usually ignore the second signing day, the February signing day. So I know you're not going to listen to me. I'm not going to listen to myself. I'm going to be that guy that probably falls for all the the rumors and reports tonight. But I'm just at the point now where you kind of stop and you think, all right, let's just let's focus on what we've got going on. Because I noticed something last night, Josh Helmer, something that really caught my eye in kind of diving into a little a little coaching staff slash roster talk that I'll share next. Plus, uh, add to the breaking news, it is official. Ben Roethlisberger has retired as the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Hall of Fame awaits him. 18 years with Pittsburgh. Won the Super Bowl two times. Was, what, a pro bowler five or six times in his career. Uh, Led the league, had the highest amount of passing yards twice in his career. And, oh, yeah, by the way, was a stable of consistency when healthy, never had a losing record. Pretty pretty good run as a starting quarterback with Big Ben. Not surprising, completely expected. Big Ben retires this morning. Nathaniel Hackett is next in Denver. And the NFL news cycle kicks into high gear in anticipation of the AFC and NFC championship games. I, I know, Josh, I definitely sound like old man. I was like, make up your mind. But I'm also mad at the people that are like, oh, here's something big tonight. And I, and I know I've fallen into this trap before, but everyone's just thirsty for some more information. The starved. And, man, we'll throw anything out there to get some attention. All right, quick break. Um, back with something that caught my eye next. Did you see the uh, picture, the, the video that's making the rounds this morning? Where Brent Venables is, where they're at Jesuit, in the Jesuit Olivia weight room, and Brent Venables is doing pull-ups while he's waiting to talk to the coaches in the weight room. (laughs) Football guy, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, BV out on the road. Out on the road, crooting away. Let's go. From um, so we got basketball to get to. You, so were you all in on hoops last night? I assume all in on the second half. So I wow. I, I didn't really. I got to listen to part of the first half, but uh, I had a coaches show last night for the oh, that's right. more Lions girls basketball team. So I missed the start, but saw plenty of good. Yeah, plenty of good. There was a couple moments in that second half where you're like, oh, no, where is this going? But the Sooners righted the ship and got that dub. But before we before we get to Bill, I thought the biggest development last night from that game was to see, well, everything. To see Tanner Groves bounce back and be the guy that we thought he could be. Um, he finished with 21 points. He had six boards. They they mixed up the starting lineup a little bit. Jacob Groves played very well. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a a tweet where someone was wondering why Marvin Johnson wasn't playing more. And I dug and I 
I talked to a couple of people because, honestly, I, whenever that guy had tweeted the show, I had completely forgot about him, right? I mean, it, you're talking about a dude that maybe prior to last – well, let me, let me look it up here. Yeah, the most minutes he had played in the game prior to last night was nine minutes. And he goes out and he plays 21 minutes last night, Josh, and was great. He was great. Six points, four boards, dished out a couple assists. And and I and just kind of digging it. It just seemed as if maybe it took him a little longer to kind of grasp everything, right? You know, here's a guy that's at a second school. There's a way of doing it up in Charleston, Illinois, Eastern Illinois. And when he got to, to Norman, it was different. You know, Porter's very intense. It's a very, you know, deep playbook, if you will, that Oklahoma Sooner basketball has. And maybe Josh, it just took him a little bit more time to truly grasp it. But I thought not just with Tanner Groves and, and mixing and mashing the lineup and overcoming some adversity late, but when you're able to add a dude, 6'5", 184, that looks like he can help you out now, defending against some more athletic guards, making a shot or two. I, I, I'm not trying to get too overly dramatic, but I thought the emergence last night of Marvin Johnson was huge for this team. And he was good uh, the other day at home for Oklahoma as right. well early in that game. So it's a nice addition to the rotation. If they can consistently get performances where they're comfortable Throwing and it doesn't just have to be last night. It was B. John Cortez and Marvin Johnson, but it doesn't have to just be those two. If it's a, a C.J. Nolan, maybe on another night, that that's great for Oklahoma if they can get 15, 20 minutes out of those three and and have good minutes. And I thought that they mostly got that from Marvin Johnson. He did have the one. Bad turnover yeah. late where he just kind of drove in, got cut off, and then threw it. At, it looked like didn't didn't really know where he wanted to go with the basketball, kicked it back out, and Mo Gibson uh, was not there to retrieve said basketball. Jalen Hill was not there to retrieve said basketball. But other than that, yeah, he, he had himself a nice game. And it's hard for me not to say that the biggest piece of the puzzle wasn't just what you said off the top, that – Tanner Groves got right. 21 points, 9 mm-hmm. of 11 shooting. That was sorely needed for this Oklahoma basketball team. Sorely. Sorely needed. And they got it done. So, kudos to, I I wonder if it was Sooner JJ that pointed out, whoever it was that brought it up, good eye, good catch, because this dude looks like he can really help this team out. And now you got you got heck of a challenge this weekend. Another quad one opportunity heading down Auburn to take on the Tigers, who are coming off a a really tough performance. Is there? And again, I'm not trying to be overly dramatic here, but when you have a guy like EJ Harkless that only plays four minutes last night, does it raise some concerns? Because this was their go-to. Was he deemed up? I mean, did I did I miss him getting hurt early in this game or something? Was it the the two fouls early? And they're like, no, we gotta, we we just can't risk it with him. I mean, I, the lack of of Harkless last night was truly something that was was a big story. Yeah, that's interesting. Just the four minutes for him. 
I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I, I didn't listen to the post-game press conference last night. I'm sure – surely Coach Moser was asked about that. I'll dig through it. I'll dig through it. It's just and, – and I'm sure there's probably someone that's like, oh, did you not hear? No, I didn't. I, 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 I went to bed last night because I wasn't going to sit there and play on Twitter all night to find out if Jackson Dart was coming. It was nearly but, a perfect night from the foul line until Jalen Hill missed uh, one of two late. <laughs> What what were they? Thirteen of thirteen? Fourteen of fourteen? It might have been better than that. Yeah, and I by think the point when they were got... eighteen of eighteen. Eighteen when, of eighteen. Yeah. When Jalen Hill went to the free throw line and missed the first. You, you know what? You want to know what's funny? Is that was the moment when I was like, okay, I'm just back to radio. I'm just I'm I'm not watching any more of this game because every single time that I would watch Josh, I was in that dilemma where if I watched things started to go south. But if I just listened, things were pretty good. And thankfully, I ended up listening down the stretch to a majority of the game. I, I, I want to get into something I noticed real quick on the Sooner football roster, but Bill has jumped in at 405-329-9000. That's 405-329-9000. What's going on, Bill? Thanks, Matt. Just a couple of things. I'm trying to do it quick and not take a lot of your time. On the Go ahead, Campbell man. Kid, what where do they stand on getting the Campbell kid? The Campbell. offensive lineman. He's he's a five star, I believe, offensive lineman. Devin Campbell's down to Texas and Oklahoma. He will announce on signing day the. I, I think the Chris, isn't the projection Texas. Yes, but we'll see. On, uh, He's a beast, 6'6", 300 pounds. On Caleb and Jackson Dart, and this is not a slam at him, but, you know, if you have a coach like Lincoln Riley who screws you over, both of them, why would you send him wait to go play for him again? And he might say, well, the NFL comes calling. Well, bye, boys. I'm going. I'm going to the NFL. I don't understand. If he's, you've been screwed over by him once, why would you give him a chance to do you that way a second time? It's a great question. Um, here's let me and thanks for your call, Bill. I would say one of two things. Number one, you feel like it's your best path to the NFL to play for him, right? I mean, Josh, is that if, if why would you do it again? Because you see Kyler, and you see Baker, and you see Jalen, and if you're Caleb, you know how you felt and how you were able to perform in it. So from that perspective, you you feel pretty good about it, right? I mean, but as far as a long term, I mean, isn't that isn't that what initially the reports were that? And I think Brandon Drum had that Carl Williams was so mad about it because, and everyone has confirmed, listen, no one's making stuff up and throwing stuff off the wall. They were legitimately upset with the way that the exit from Oklahoma was handled. Now, that can change right away when you're like, hey, we might have millions of dollars worth of NIL deals if you come with us. But I think, Josh, there's number one, right? Number one is the the fact that, hey, we – we feel like this is the best path to the NFL, so that's why we keep going back. Sure. Proven track record for Lincoln Riley with not just Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray being number one overall draft sure. picks, but what he did working with Jalen Hurts to get him into uh, the second round of the NFL draft and 
oh, by the way, look now, he's the starting quarterback and figures to remain the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, if you're listening to what Eagles Brass is saying, heading into right. the 2022 NFL season. So, you know, I know that there's some revisionist history about Lincoln Riley. Oh, he didn't develop he, – he, he didn't develop Baker. He sure. didn't develop Kyler. Listen, he was heavily involved in – both of what Baker and Kyler accomplished and certainly was a big part of what happened for Jalen Hurd. So he's he's a great quarterback's coach. He is. He's well-respected in that regard. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I, to me, I would be surprised if Jackson Dart winds back up at USC. I guess to, to me, it's with Jackson Dart, it wouldn't be – Lincoln Riley's track record with quarterbacks. I mean, obviously that's going to factor in in some capacity. To me, it would be more about, okay, well, it's USC and I've got the best chance to start straight away if Caleb Williams isn't here versus a competition at Oklahoma and potentially, I think, a competition with Altmaier at Ole Miss. And then here's the second part of it, Bill. And I know we got a break. It's 937. Here's the second part of it. Lincoln Riley's a good salesman. I mean, he really is. Now, you could I, – I, I know that some of you probably don't want to hear that, but I think he does a really good job on selling a vision. And, you know, for Jackson Dart, if you just want to – look, I told you, we wouldn't mention him again unless someone called. But Bill asks a good question, which is the why. That's a – a little bit of a different group of, of weapons that Jackson Dart would have at USC than he had when he left. You know, they've gone out and, you know, not just adding Mario Williams. They had the kid out of Oregon. They've added a couple of other transfer wide receivers. So you're getting uh, what would be perceived as a little bit more of an explosive group of playmakers than you had before. And I think Lincoln could sell him on that. Hey, but why did you go out to Caleb Williams? Why? Why did you do that to me to begin with? Well, because I had a relationship with him before. He, I, I brought him here. I owed it to him. But in the end, man, it was you, Jackson. It was you all along. So that, I, I, I think those would be the two reasons why. And I know what we're. I, listen, I know what y'all are rooting for, right? You don't want you don't want either one of them to land at USC. You want USC to end up having to. Uh, scrape the barrels of the the transfer portal, or or deal with a walk on being their quarterback next year, right? That's what that's what everyone wants. But I, I think one of them's going to end up at USC. I still do. All right, hey, I've got some answers on EJ. We'll talk about it next. Hour number one of the Plank Show. We're back with you. He is Chris Plank. I'm Josh Elmer. Hour number one of the Plank Show, right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. As always, brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. 405-735-1167, vhfence.com. Get your fencing needs taken care of through the premier fence company right here in Oklahoma. They offer free estimates and customer satisfaction. That is their top priority. Get your fence back in shape before the summertime, which, believe it or not, ladies and gents, is uh, starting to Sneak up on us a little bit. I know it doesn't look like that. You walk around right. outside today, but it, it is not as far off as you think. Text line, that would be the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439, right in your wheelhouse, Plank. Ooh. I know the focus is OU, but you have some Tulsa ties. 
TU men's so. basketball, 0-7 in conference play for the first time since 1949. Does Tulsa need to move on from, from Frank Haith? What needs to happen? So this is this is always hard because I don't ever want to call for anyone's job. And uh, I, you know, the the one of the last events that I covered was Frank Haith's press conference when he was hired, and it's it's always unique because it's always unique. Oh, I guess I guess I was actually there for part of his first season. It's always unique, Josh. Whenever somebody is at a job and there's a whole new leadership, right? If you think about it, um, Frank Haith is in his eighth year as a head coach at Tulsa. Eighth year. The problem that I've seen for the Tulsa head coach's job, and maybe maybe this is a little bit of, a, of an old school mindset, but the guys that usually stay beyond five years, things tend to turn quite poorly for them. I mean, look at I, – I love Doug Wojcik, and he's the all-time winningest coach in TU basketball history. But he got fired. You know, Frank Haith, I mean, it, I don't know if they're going to get 14 wins this season, but there's a really good chance he could surpass Doug by the time this season ends. I – I just it's it's odd. You look at the most successful coaches at TU basketball history, they're guys that are there for only, you know, three, four, maybe five years. Nolan was there for five seasons. Um so whenever when you get a guy that's been there as long as he has, and it seems like things are regressing, I think it's time to look around a bit. He's got a great staff. He really does. And he's got Guys, at Tulsa basketball matters to them. Josh, it's wild because I think about when I started in sports radio. My first year doing sports radio was 1997. The first college basketball coach I ever covered prior to that was Tubby Smith. Whenever I was in high school, or whenever I was in college, and you know Tulsa had a run of Tubby Smith, Steve Robinson, Bill Self, Buzz Peterson was a hot name when they hired him. He went on to Tennessee and floundered. John Phillips did a really nice job early on in his career. It was. It was our topic of conversation on our show, on the uh, whatever, if it was, it wasn't ever the Plank Show, because I wasn't that cool, nor am I now, but it was like Sports Radio Live, and our conversation every day was basketball. It was OU basketball and Sampson. It was OSU basketball and Eddie Sutton. It was TU basketball and what Bill Self was doing and it's just it's sad to me to see where college basketball has ended up in the pantheon of conversations. But it's even sadder to me whenever I turn on a Tulsa game, and I know they were on the road last night, but when I turn on a Tulsa game and I see so many empty seats in the Reynolds Center, TU fans deserve better. They really do. And I know, I know that staff is grinding away. They're going to call for a guy's job. But I think we're seeing the final stages of the Frank Haith era. In Tulsa. Because if not, what are we doing? What, what, what are we doing right now to you? All right. Um, you want to get a call in here real quick, Josh, before we break? Sorry. I you, you, you sparked something in me that's like this deep burning passion that I, I don't get to talk about too terribly much. But when I do, it's like that was horrible to watch last. I don't know how else to put this. It was horrible. I, I, I grew up 
dying for Tulsa to get games on ESPN. I kept hoping last night that ESPN would shift from that game. It's like, come on, is there another game they can go to or something? And I hate it for everyone involved. I really do. Regrettably, that that did not happen. Sorry. <laughs> Regrettably. Sorry. Yeah, they didn't switch away from the game. Yeah. What they? they were down like 60-20 to 20 at one point in that game last night. Ugh. Do you want to get true sooner in here before the break? Let, let's take a break and give him just a oh, little okay. more give room on a, the opposite okay. side. And uh, then we can wrap up hour number one. I mean, you're you're winless in your conference right now. That's a crazy again, stat right there. Zero and seven for the the first time since forty nine. I mean, that part of it is is positive, but I mean, wow, zero and seven, not good. Yeah, it's kind of wild too because they have a few good wins, right? They 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 won a couple nice games early in the season. They beat Oregon State, beat Rhode Island, but that's it. That's that's it. <sighs> Unfortunate. Feel bad for Kelly Hines. She has to sit and watch it all. NDT. All right, True Sooners next. We'll take a timeout. It's a plank show on the road to Cavens. All right, quick. <laughs> Why am I trying to throw the break? We're just coming back. Quick note. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised by this. It looks like the Bears are hiring Mar- uh, Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator of the Colts. So that means so far in the two hirings that have taken place, there are surprises. A lot of people thought the Bears were going to go with Jim Caldwell. Um, many thought the Broncos would go with Dan Quinn. So two surprises here early on with the Broncos hiring of Nathaniel Hackett. All right, let's wrap up hour one with True Sooner. What's going on, True? How are you, man? What's going on, guys? Just enjoying a day that is – littered with NFL breaking news. Littered. So you guys need some help with your bumper music. You need to, you need to revamp that. I just got to post it. I'll tell you what. I will say this. Of all the things that we get kudos for, True, we get more uh-huh. kudos for the bumper music than anything else on this show. Yeah, don't hate really? on Hollow and Black. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have, like 13-year-olds picking your music? Or what? I mean, what, what is the deal? Well, Josh. Know. It's Josh. Yeah, it's all it's all from the Josh, DJ Josh. mind of Josh Helmer. Listen, on this show, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. And <laughs> whatever music I want to play is what you're going to hear. That's how it hey, goes. I was tell you that. In, in response to Bill, you know, I'm, I, I feel the same way, but I think, I think the faster we get down the road that this is just the lay of the land now. And we quit worrying about it because I, I feel the same way. I don't know if integrity is the world, word, if scruples, scruples is the word. I don't know. It's just, you know, the, it's just where they can make the most money. And I'm not, I'm not saying I wouldn't do the same thing, you know, but it just seems like that there's just not a lot of, well, he, you know, he did me wrong once, so I'm not going to go back to that. It's, it's just all about the, the almighty dollars. And that's, I'm not saying it's that way with everybody. But it's that way with it, it, it seems to be that way with Caleb uh, and Dart possibly, you know. Uh, but but I I do I I, I was thinking I, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, video of Brent Venables cruising around in Florida, uh, yep, recruiting. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, one of the things that people were saying that I heard anyway about uh, Lincoln being gone back in November was, oh, you know, and been hiring Venables. A couple people were saying, you know. It, Will you know? Will Venables be able to, you know, will he be able to navigate the social media, and will be he, will he be able to, to uh, uh, be able to be on the same level um, with 
you know, with recruits like Lincoln was and, and do those things. I think if anybody has any questions about that, they need to see some of these videos um, of him cruising around and singing and, and talking about how he's going to get this guy or that guy. I mean, not, not personally, but, you know, uh, right. recruits. and other. So I think if anybody has any questions about that, I mean, the dude, I mean, he's my age, basically, but he looks like he's Josh's age. Well, here's the thing, and I appreciate the phone call, True. All right, we'll see you guys. Really, True, True, True's got fans, Josh, um, uh, from the 918. Uh, oh, my God, this guy sucks. I love it. I love it. People getting after True because he's getting after the bumper music. <laughs> Wait. How dare you attack Josh Helmer's bumper a bunch, music? A bunch of people agree, huh? Yeah, they're not, not in your bumper music, but they're all over True for questioning your bumper music oh yeah i've already I got, never i've already gotten a couple of texts yeah yeah uh you listen here's the thing he's just he's just kidding around though yeah well i don't think the texters are whenever it comes to their feelings on true i i gotta be honest with you i had questions about what bv's social media game would look like when he took over as head coach and he's answered them all with flying colors we'll talk about it next